0: And so now I'm looking for Walter White and and I can't find him. I don't know where he is. I can't find how does he operate on a day-to-day basis, what's his emotion. It's not coming to me. And then all of a sudden, someone talked about depression. And it clicked. And I went, oh my god, that's it. I can't see it because he's depressed. anybody tells you words and ideas can change the world
1: can we therefore conclude that humans are concerned more with having than being Welcome to unhinged episode 59 recorded February 18th 2018
0: It's good to be here Bob <laughs> who's Bob? Oh Ed hey Ed a different show yeah I pictured you in water and as, although I don't think you Bob uh, you might sink yeah I'm not I'm not a swimmer <laughs> and sink's not really a good nickname either
1: no that's not good anyway, how do you like our new intro? you asking me or them? Well, I can't ask them because they can't respond.
0: Rhetorically. Oh, uh, Rhetorically. How do you like our new intro? Please write it into Unhinged PC at Facebook. <laughs> I love it. That's us playing in the background. That'd be Ed and I, Sink and I. And um, <laughs> we uh, played our you know, little snippets in the beginning, but uh, yeah, I think it came out pretty damn good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to try this for a little while and uh, who knows? We, we might change up the intro every once in a while just to keep things fresh. Um, this week, we wanted to uh, talk a little bit about um, what what we discussed last week, which was uh, D- Doug was actually going through some tough times, and one of the triggers he had was a family member who was ill. Um,
0: it was kind of vague We the way we stated it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but... Now we can actually come out and say that the, the person that uh, we're talking about is uh, his Uncle Murray, who's been on the show before. He was on episode 10, as a matter of fact. Uh, Magic Murr, as they call him. That's so, right. Uh, tell us what, what's going on with Murray.
0: Uh, well, you know, the show is really um, really based on uh, sort of continuing on what we talked about last time. Um but in a nutshell, right now, he's um, been dealing with the uh, repercussions of treatment for small cell lung cancer, mm. which has a very grim outlook, uh, typically. Right. Um, yet, uh, I guess, really, the uh, one of the main parts of the show is whether he is an enigma or not. As you know from the last show, um, he's all about... Um, stress and living a stress-free life, mm-hmm. and simple ways for you to do that, and your belief system. Matter of fact, I believe we have a clip from the last show that uh, yeah, hope, here's uh, viewers be reminded of that.
1: Yeah, here's a, a couple words from uh, Murray uh, from episode ten. I'll tell you
0: how it all works. It's very, very simple. Our belief system is responsible for the results we have each and every day. And when we change our beliefs, we change our results. And when you are totally relaxed, we produce endorphins, our natural healing hormone. And it's it's produced when you're laughing, when you're listening to good music, when you're totally relaxed, it's produced. So, Murray, of course, has spent his really his entire life, um, kind of originally inspired by my grandfather, his father, um, but spent his whole life um, talking about the power of your belief system and changing mm-hmm. your beliefs to change your results, and and on and on. And of course, dabbling in hypnotism and magic, which is a stage show, but really kind of still presenting the, his philosophy right um so um so what we plan to do is present what's going on is health um which it is quite i guess enigmatic yeah correct yeah um you'll you may not even believe it um <laughs> but again that's the power of your belief system so, so so
1: first of all he he's was recently diagnosed you said with the small cell lung cancer um, but before that, he was diagnosed with something else, right?
0: Yeah. So what he's done is he's basically given me a summary of his health issues um, that really are from um, starting in 1997. So I'm going to go through it with you, um, and, uh, and then we'll go on with it, okay? Sounds good. Okay. So, and again, this is that he's preached this his whole life, and- of course, there are going to be a lot of doubters that say, oh, you can't happen so fast. But, you know, you have to believe it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a hard sell. Um, but, he, you know, he had a lot of success with it. But because of what I'm about to read you here, he really now has proven what he's been preaching all his life. Yeah, uh, It's quite interesting. So here you go. The summary of Murray's health. Uh, From 1997 in 1997, he had a major heart attack. So, uh, the doctors came to his house and said his blood pressure was normal and he wasn't having a heart attack, but he should go to his doctor and check it out. Um, and the doctor did say he did have a heart attack. Um, and he sent me, sent him to, um, a cardiac, uh, cardiologist, sorry, at Mount Sinai, Mm -hmm. uh, the results was that he had a major heart attack uh, and explained that he couldn't put in a shunt because that part of his heart was closed. Oh. Um, and he didn't want that. Mm. So I go on. In 2007, he was diagnosed with sleep apnea. Right. This is kind of whacked. Um, his doctor, who's recognized as one of the world's lead- is a leading authority on sleep um, sleep apnea, snoring, and such. Mm -hmm. Um, The results were that he stopped breathing 76 times an hour. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) The doctors, they couldn't understand why he had absolutely no symptom whatsoever. He slept on a breathing machine for four years. I remember that. You remember those big breathing machines? Yeah, yeah. And then his sleep apnea just went away. And the doctor's explanation was that he was an enigma. It continues, March 10th, 2008, uh, he had a pacemaker installed in order to make sure that his heart didn't stop to avoid falling unconscious again, Um, and he bought it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, he doesn't mean that he paid for it, but uh, he actually um, had fallen once and fell on his head in a mall, um, Oh, the back of his head, yeah, so he doesn't have much taste or smell, Hmm. uh, but yet he does. I'll leave that uh, for another date so going on June 12 2014 he had an appointment with uh, chief uh, of pulmonology at Mount Sinai um, and they told him that he had IPF and the average life expectancy is three years so okay so, so in
1: 2014 he was told he has three years left to live.
0: That's right. IPF is very serious. You know, it's after COPD and you know, it's much mm-hmm. more serious lung disease. Okay. Uh, and yes, he was a regular smoker for many, 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 many years. Yeah. Um, so, um, so now we go on to what he terms medical Russian roulette. <laughs> um, his pulmonologist four years ago gave him three years to live. Yeah. Four years ago. Right. Uh, he found that, he had IPF Um, it hadn't gotten any worse in the four years Um, he also found out that he had scarring for almost 15 years so 15 years ago he had found that out Um, and he's the one that sent him for an ebus and found out that he had the small cell lung cancer uh, on the 25th of September so now he was set to go to an oncologist right uh, here at mount sinai uh, arranged to begin chemo on october 2nd uh, and he arranged for him to go to a radiologist oncologist um because the other uh the regular oncologist doesn't do radiation on somebody with ipf or with a pacemaker Uh he has both so Uh, The other doctor believes that uh, now that he has UIP instead of IPF, um, UIP is also fatal unless you have a lung transplant. Okay. Um, He's 80, Murray. Yeah. So that's not really a, yeah. So uh, UIP life expectancy is two to four years, and Hmm. that's the uh, usual interstitial pneumonia is what it stands Hmm. for. Um, and radiation is also dangerous because he has a pacemaker, right? So his cardiologist is concerned because of, he had a major heart attack several years ago. Um, so he had an echocardiogram done, uh, mm-hmm. on October 17th, everything showed up fine. So his heart is fine. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He has a pacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. So now back to Russian roulette, um, Apparently getting sick would rapidly accelerate the UIP Mm -hmm. um, and chemo would lower his white blood cells, lowering his resistance to disease. Right. Of course. And according to all his diagnosis, he would live longer with small cell lung cancer than if he would have done nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's say he got rid of his small cell lung cancer. Um, you know, the doctors can estimate that his life expectancy. I mean, can they? Um, because all of them have been wrong so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, So, and he actually mentioned, you know, to keep in mind that none of them can figure out why his sleep apnea went away for years. Right. I mean, stopping breathing 76 times an hour with absolutely no symptoms or side effects. <laughs> That's um bizarre. Yeah. Um. The chemo and the radiation, because it's such a serious form of lung cancer, was very aggressive. Mm. Once again, I remind you, he's 80. Yeah. Um, He was scheduled for six times of three-day chemo in a row and 15 days of radiation twice a day. Oh, God. At the clinic, they told him that, you know, know, most people who have this are hospitalized. Yeah. He took the subway there and back. Wow. So, yeah, after uh, the fifth chemo and having two double radiation transfusions, um, Murray just decided that the side effects were getting worse. And if they didn't get it in five, then six won't matter. And he canceled the sixth one. And so, actually, the doctor ended up agreeing.
1: So the chemo and the radiation were making him feel crappy, of course, as it does. Uh, yeah, I so, mean, it's
0: just pure poison. You know, I've got yeah, that. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so after
1: five right. of them, he decided no more.
0: Yeah. And, and the doctor ended up agreeing. Yeah. Cause what's he going to say to an enigma? So February 2nd of this year, he had a CT scan. Um, they examined every part of his body and brain and found nothing. So huh. as he would put it, you know how he always says you don't try, you don't yeah. say the word try or can't in front of him or you have right. a problem. So, uh, as he says, all my doctors are trying their best. So yeah. to ignore that and quote, unquote, trying is the first step to failure. <laughs> yeah. So our summary f- so far, the facts that he's has absolutely no side effects or any discomfort with any of the diseases. Um, as he puts it, the only discomfort that he's had are from the medicine, chemo, radiology, and transfusions. Yeah. Um, again, quote, unquote, I've never taken any of the above seriously. Life's too important to take it seriously.
1: So, so his, his state of mind during this is that, uh, first of all, without the medicines, without the chemo, without the radiation, uh, he's he actually feels
0: fine. He believes that he's had a stress-free life, and yeah. that's why, in a sense, he's an enigma. Right. But can it be for everybody? He believes yes. Hmm. So let me just finish this. Yeah. He uh, in February uh, on February twelfth of this year, meeting with the radiologist oncologist to discuss whether or not whole brain radiation is necessary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because if the small uh, the small cell cancer was only in the lymph node um, and the radiation got that, is it in his brain? Yeah. Um, You know, and he believes that the way his brain thinks. It would never let that stuff in. Yeah. Um, so what to do? Um, and so you know they believe, and I think they found that um, um, post mortem when they studied people, eighty percent of people they found that it was in their brains. Yeah. Uh, but most people didn't get scans for it. So right. Because you know if, if it's was in the lymph nodes and they caught it or they cured it, you would think it didn't pass to the brain. Yeah. But in fact, they found that it has in this particular cancer. Right. So he's actually decided to do the whole brain radiation. Oh, he is going to do at it. At 80. Yeah. Wow. Um. There's 10 of them. And he says he's doing it just for the fun of it. <laughs> just um, for the fun. Okay. It's not the reason, but uh, there aren't that many side effects. And even though the CT scan doesn't show any cancer in the stomach, lungs, or brain, there's a 60% chance that the brain snuck some in and yeah. brains are kind of known to do that. Yeah um so lastly in february fourteenth, two 2018 he had a new side effect which is that his face he looked like john merrick you know in his early years mm. uh, his face was just completely swollen up oh um and the doctors sent him to uh, a dermatologist oncologist mm-hmm. um, apparently he has uh, dermatomitosis which is caused by cancer but doesn't mean it's cancerous right so just for the fun of it, they did five bi- biopsies, um, sewed them up, and the blood bank took sixteen vials of, of blood. Wow! Uh, and he'll the results, you know, are kept. He'll know that in a couple of weeks. Uh, wow! Yeah. So uh, he has three different diseases that could kill him. Yeah, and that technically already should have. Right. So. That's what crazy. to believe? Yeah.
1: Well, and and just so people know, um, in two weeks we are having Murray on the show, uh, so uh, he will be able to explain a lot of this himself.
0: Well, as we go through this, I mean, there's a lot of questions that I have already. I know you'll have them. Yeah. And and you guys are gonna have them. I mean, so this is the time you you must really write in um, to to ask your questions because. We want to have a lot of questions for him to answer. Yes, definitely. Uh, because this really affects a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Now so, he claims,
1: he claims that uh, he's still alive uh, mostly because he lives a stress-free life. He doesn't let stress
0: uh, in basically. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. So um, basically the simple facts are, and as we've, just played you know um he's always said that our belief system is responsible for the results we have each and every day Mm -hmm. and if you change your beliefs you change your results yeah um none of his doctors understand why he's not dead um they're beginning to understand that he lives on a stress-free diet and that's important uh and i think i mentioned this before what they're not ready to learn though is that his stress-free diet Never, ever has included any vegetables, fruits, or salad. And he very rarely drinks water and never did. <laughs> so that makes him stress-free? So yeah. <laughs> Hence the questions. We're going to have questions right. on that one. Yeah. I asked him something, and I'm going to save it for next week, about diet. And I think you can probably use your imagination to see what I probably asked. Yeah. Um, but he shared um, with us, and we're going to share with you, you know how to choose in a joyous, stress-free diet, um, and imagine if you treated your body a little bit differently than he did. Um, so, the, you know, a, a big part of of his belief um, uh, that his mind is kept at ease, and there's just no room for what he says is disease. Mm, disease. disease, I, I get that. From. <laughs> and ultimately, it's producing endorphins. Yeah. So, you know, what we know as a fact is that when we're in a negative mood, um there are no positive thoughts or answers.
1: Well, yeah, that that we've proven just from some of the episodes where you've been in a negative mood and you mm-hmm. you you basically you can't get through. You can't get through. Nothing gets in uh and you just don't think there's any positive ever. So, yeah, totally That's get right. that. That's
0: right. And I should mention that that um it's an easier, you know, if, if you're as good a counselor as Ed is <laughs> uh, and one's out there, but, you know, uh, if done right, and it's a psychologically-based thing, you can get through. Yes, uh, Murray shows us an even easier way to get through, as I'm going to keep going with. But yep. in my case, of course, it's a neurological condition. So does that mean that I can't be an enigma as well and live a stress-free life? It's It's kind of what we've talked about. If the neurology the DBS is 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 working mm-hmm. as it is now and their neurology is sort of being taken care of in a simple sense, then you can introduce the belief system and the psychology right. to help keep it going well and maybe help, maybe we say, because we've we're still speculating this as it's under study, uh, whether or not it could help prevent a possible relapse going forward. Right. With me so far? Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) So, you know, so it's easy, you know, you can see if if you're in a negative mood, you have negative, you have no positive uh, thoughts or or answers. Yeah. Um, And that, you know, if your best friend, though, was in trouble, no matter what mood you're in, you would change your mood to help your best friend with good advice, right? Yeah, yeah. So know that any time in a negative mood is without question just a waste of time right? Theoretically. Um, so before we go on, I wanted to read to you, um, his stress scale. And, and, um, this is a, a talk that Murray gave at the lung association, uh, back in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically I'll summarize for you. And these, um, documents are going to be in the show notes so everyone can access them and, and, and download them as they will. Yep. Um, to to help with their own lives um but basically the stress scale um you know it's it's a very valuable tool um and you know it's about achieving success and moving forward in every part of your life Mm -hmm. um so just imagine a a gauge a scale that starts from you know the bottom at zero and it's numbered one two three etc with 10 at the top of the scale right so everything above the five is negative and everything below the five is positive so that means the lowest amount of stress you can have is at the bottom of the scale Mm -hmm. and the highest amount is at the top gotcha um for example nothing is going right today um two people having an argument yelling screaming and not listening to each other that would be an eight okay Uh, above a five is where you have fears worries anxieties and everything around you is negative so in other words, if you're above a five on the stress scale, nothing positive is going on. And, and more than likely, you don't even like yourself. Mm-hmm. And the higher you go up on this, the, the scale, the worse things get, and the more you get down on yourself. Right. So on the lower parts of the scale, examples would be you know, generally having a good day, getting things done, two, two people having a romantic candlelight dinner, good conversation, uh, a good book, good movie. That would be a three, right? On the scale. Yep. Um, so below a five on the scale, nothing negative is happening. Below a five, that's where you you know find positive solutions to your problems, mm-hmm. um, and those are the times when you wake up feeling good. You look forward to having a good day, and you feel good about yourself.
1: Right. So when so, you're in a so basically when you're in a uh, a, st- a lower stress um, mood, you tend to be able to think clearer and actually find positive solutions uh, to any problems you might be having
0: uh, just yeah. because the stress and isn't that in the way. goes back to cognitive distortion. Yeah. You know, and, and sure, stress leads to, you know, to mood, to physical ailment, to yeah. cognitive distortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your brain is just trying to fight off all that gunfire, you know? Yeah. So, so here's something to do. And your listeners can do this, close your eyes and imagine where you are right now on the stress scale. So pick a number on the scale where you think you are at this moment. Um, You know, are you on the negative side of the, the, or the positive side? And with the knowledge you now have about the scale, you can tell where you are on the scale at any given time.
1: Right. I'm, so, at a
0: th- I'm at a three. You're at a three?
1: I think probably a three, yeah. I think I'm at a three.
0: Wow, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's four, three, yeah. Yeah. So so now there's a point where you ask yourself uh, if your best friend or someone you cared about really needed your help, could you get yourself from an eight to a three to help them?
1: Oh, I see. So if you happen to be in a very... Uh, negative part of the scale at some point, and then something happens that requires your attention and requires you to help. Can you actually be productive and reduce your stress level to get to the point where you can make positive decisions?
0: Yeah, because you are a good person. You want to help and you need to do what you need to do to help whatever yeah. it takes, you know, yeah. because if I'm at an eight, I mean, I can't get off the couch. I can't, lift my head up let alone you know right again caveat a little on my end yes neurological a little different yeah but the way i am now i have i've been given thanks to dbs fixing the 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 neuroscience part the the physical part of the brain that is just damaged yeah uh again very rare and most of you guys won't have to deal with that you know, that's been taken care of in a sense. And I have more ability to be able to do just what he's saying. Right. Um, And the answer is yes, you have the ability to lower your stress level when you have to. Um, If you treat yourself as an important person, being your own best friend, he talked about. Yeah. um, That's where you find the positive answer. Mm. And so the last resort is you.
1: So that's, that's very interesting. So he's saying yeah. that, uh, it's. I, I like the way he put that because he's saying, put yourself in a situation where your best friend is in trouble and you need to help them. And yeah. then he wraps it all up by saying, well, you need to be your own best friend so that you can reduce your own stress
0: level to get to the point where you can help yourself. That's right. It's, it's like, you know, you can't help others until you can help yourself, you know. you. Yeah. And that's what we have control of. Right and do we have control of it? Yes, we do. Yeah, and and I would probably add stop being a drama queen and listen to yourself and be good to yourself. Right, we're here for ourselves and not to prove anything to anyone else. And you know, yeah. So, and now we come back to these simple facts, and these are simple tips. Compliments, Murray Goldsmith. Yes, number one is become your own best friend can you do it that's are you your own best friend Ed, ever always sometimes
1: uh, you no know, always oh i mean there are times obviously when you know you feel self conscious or you're you know you're not happy with something about yourself but no i i, I truly believe i'm i'm my own best friend for sure i mean uh, you have to have that certain level of uh, Self-like, I guess, to be able to to live a reasonably happy life, I would think.
0: Well, that's a wonderful to hear and hard to hear for me. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, yeah, because uh, I, you know, in my my almost fifty years, I I could tell you maybe for a couple of months, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe. Yeah, I, I've been so well, uh, and I'm sure a, a lot of our listeners
1: months. wouldn't be able to relate to what I'm saying. Um, because I I feel like listening to everything that that Murray's put forth here uh, I kind of feel like like him in that sense like I've always been at a very low stress level my most of my life uh, yeah yeah you know, the the only things that that really raise my stress level are situational or you know if I have to go traveling uh, on a plane and stuff like that and and that just, I just get anxious
0: about that and
1: you know things like that but not not
0: anything very serious. Um yeah, I mean that's and that's a normal brain and yours is just even that much better and with his it's like he doesn't even have that stuff. The plain yeah. thing I mean, it's done, you know. yeah, You've had panic it, it, it just right. it just doesn't he's gotten to a level where it just doesn't happen, his brain won't allow it. Right. Uh again, according to him. I believe it, but some may not enhance the Q&A. Q- Q- yes. You know, let's beat them up in the next show, you know? <laughs> yep. But, um, uh, so the next one is is people should laugh because when it hurts, laughter is the only thing that will stop it from hurting. Oh, man, I can't tell you how true that is. Laughter. I believe in music too, but yes. Yeah, but
1: no, laughter, laughter is everything. Like when I know that when we've been – Uh, You know, when you've been in a bad mood and then we finally reconnect and and start getting things on the right track and we start laughing, it goes much faster. Like if we start telling stupid jokes, you know, the the stupid stuff we talk about all the time.
0: Uh, Yeah, actually, Ed and I, I guess we can blame on us just being idiots, (laughs) but also as close as we are that sometimes the hardest laughter comes at the most silly things.
1: Oh, like a face. I'll make a face on video.
0: No, what happened when you did the drink thing?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it killed me. Yeah, I mean it's a stupid little thing. I had Can you explain it. Yeah, I had a um, a glass with ice in it, and as most people do, you shake the glass when you have ice with it to, if you want to, you know, to take another drink. So effect. I'm shaking. Yeah, just like that. So I'm shaking the glass, and then I put it up to my face, and I just keep shaking it, and Just that simple, stupid physical comedy act just put you in tears, I think.
0: (laughs) I was in serious pain, but yet it was a really good pain. And so the point he's making is that endorphins are created. Right. uh, Just like music, but it it is such a powerful. I mean, they've done studies on that versus an antidepressant. Yeah. And if you get that right, laugh. Makes
1: me wonder, because I know we've talked in the past about comedians and mental illness and depression. Uh, I wonder if the laughter, even though maybe they're not laughing, but the audience is laughing, is helping them get you know into a better state, into a better mood if they're depressed. And that's maybe no why they go into comedy. I think you probably comedy.
0: see that with, as a show goes on, how they're just even more easy to laugh because yeah. they're sort of now in that their stress scale went down you know yeah totally yeah no absolutely so um and uh murray's always talked about uh, what he termed uncommon sense so an uncommon sense problem when you're in a negative mood the last thing will, thing that people want to do is be happy <laughs> yeah and according to him it's a really dumb decision just stop it it's killing you
1: So, yeah, that's interesting. So when you're wallowing in your self misery, you you tend to want to stay in your self misery. It's a bizarre, uncommon sensical thing.
0: It is. And I get to the point where, and I'm sorry I have to say it. I feel the responsibility of saying it. But I get that from my mother is that I'm a drama queen. I won't say it's necessarily her fault. I would say maybe it's it's all the movies that I've watched for the last thirty years just sitting watching movies um yeah you know you it's it's drama drama, yeah, but um, but yeah, it's um it's definitely uh, you know something you just gotta stop, so maybe it's like i gotta you have to force yourself as hard as it takes to remember when you shook that glass or. Yeah put on my Mike Burbigley or whatever your favorite comedian is, yeah. or, you know, have that on hand one way or another and force yourself to play it. Cause it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I want to do it. And then when you finally do it, you go, Oh, I'm glad I did it. You know? Yeah.
1: And it literally can be that you have to force yourself or have a friend force you to, because when you're, when you're down like that, the monster, the beast blocks that makes you not want to do it or you know just so you really just have to try to overcome
0: that that's right yeah so yeah and that's you know seems commonly sensible yeah <laughs> yeah so um his next tip is is another sort of a uh, real sort of famous uh, um line of his but nothing gets to your subconscious mind, unless you consciously put it there. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very careful what you say and think, because your subconscious believes every damn word you say. That's very true, even if- And I believe that.
1: Yeah, even if you say things that you don't really mean at the time, your subconscious will pick up on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless you have multiple personalities. If I say, I'm a turd, well, it's not going to get better from there, you yeah. know? Yeah. Unless I change that thought and replace it with, I'm not such a bad guy, at least, you yeah. know?
1: Well, you know, and I've even heard about, um, you know, laugh therapy and stuff like that where, or even smile therapy, where it, even if you don't feel like smiling or laughing, just do it because eventually it will start, you know, working. It'll You'll start laughing for real or you'll start smiling for yeah. real.
0: Absolutely, I mean, it's just—it's what your brain does, and that's what neurochemicals are. Yeah. In this case, endorphins most powerfully. Right. I mean, they affect dopamine too, and and other you know mm-hmm. neurotransmitters, but that is the main one. That's the one when you get on the stairmaster. Oh shit! Yeah. You get on it and you start going. 15 minutes later, you're like, "Whoa, I'm going for another 15." Wow. Well, uh, okay. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> well, but the starting is the hardest part. It is. I but know. but Murray would just tell you nike just do it right and right. some people will, will have problem with that because it's kind of like maybe they'll think it's similar to somebody say i want to shake it off and that whole stigma yeah, on mental it's, illness
1: it's different than that because it's not it saying is. shake it's it off it's saying uh you know to to try to force yourself to to do the the thing you know is the right thing to do that you can't get your ass off the the couch to do so it's that's right uh it's different
0: that's right, and that's why he's gonna come on the next show and really you know um further explain on on the trick- yeah. tips and tricks on on what to do and how to do it and really how to even if you have to check your brain yeah but ultimately you you know there's you know again one or two ways you know one way or the other to go yeah um so on to the next tip if you want to see health improvements. Follow his favorite doctor's advice, and his favorite doctor is Dr. Seuss. Uh, and Dr. Seuss said, "From there to here, and from here to there, funny things are everywhere." Yeah. So uh, you just read that, and you go, "All right." You know,
1: or, or pick up a Dr. Seuss book.
0: <laughs> that's right, because it's really it's it's quite fun, and he's had a lot of quite brilliant quotes. Yeah. Um. So I move on. Um you know what what really got him to believe that there were more simple ways to lowering stress is um there's a man Hans Selye. Have you heard of Hans Selye? I have not. Yeah, he is um or was a pioneering Hungarian uh Canadian endocrinologist. Hmm. Um and he uh, did a lot of work, uh, important scientific work um, on the hypothetical, non-specific response of an organism to stressors. It was all about stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he was aware of the role of, of the uh, stress response. Uh, can, and really, uh, many consider him the first to demonstrate the existence of biological stress. Um, so a, a real big thinker um, in history. Um, he uh, passed on in 82, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so Murray goes on to say that he had met with Dr. Hans Selye about 45 years ago. And, and again, he mentions he's, he's known as the grandfather of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote something like 32 books on stress. Um, he wrote the list from one to a 100 on how much stress uh, we should have for different stressful events. Like, for instance, changing a job is 65, divorce is 80, et cetera. Um, The numbers may be a little off, but, you know, Murray's going to be 81 next year, so we'll give him some credit. (laughs) Um, But that's what he told his subconscious. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Dr. Hans Selye was director of the Institute uh, of experimental medicine and surgery at the University of Montreal at that time. Mm -hmm. So he goes on to to, uh, talk about when he met um, Dr. Selye and he asked him uh, to not reply uh, that Murray's philosophy was just not that simple. Um, He met for uh, Dr. Selye for two hours and Selye told him that uh, it may be simple, but you'll never get people to believe that. Hmm. And he didn't believe that 45 years ago. Yeah. So your next tip, change some of those negative beliefs you made when you were a young child that are holding you back today. Um, You're smarter now, and if you made a mistake back then and don't fix it, that's a mistake. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Those might be some of the harder ones to change just because they're so ingrained if you uh, had a bunch of negative beliefs as a child. But that's yeah, and
0: that's again another question that I had for him and you know all those things you were told at certain specific ages that stay in your subconscious yeah and that he'll he'll elaborate on when we talk
1: with yeah well oh, and I'm sure some of those things uh especially the more serious ones uh serious negative beliefs from childhood you know you might need uh therapy to to actually get over uh potentially. Yeah, CBT
0: is one perfect example of that yeah because uh, it's a lot of work and and you you it's almost like you know uh jim jones scientology you know it's like mm-hmm. you start like trying to talk people into no no it is true, you know and yeah it's it's just not and you it's a deep to programming get it grasp. yeah yeah so deprogramming is difficult yes but with with certain steps keeping it simple stupid type of thing dr seuss you know, there are it's it's simpler, but yeah. we're drama queens, and we don't <laughs> keep it as simple as we should. Right? Should is a word I don't like to use, but I just did. <laughs> um, and another tip: understand that you're not responsible for another person's mood. Uh, it's almost impossible for you to know who or uh, what or who caused their their beliefs. Viva la différence.
1: So, do you ever feel like? You are causing other people to get into bad moods, or, or. Well, I do changing. believe that.
0: Yeah, no, that's a, that's not uncommon. I mean, people mm-hmm. pick up those nonverbal cues. Right. Your demeanor. You're hunched over. We played our our clip, uh, our new opening, when Walt, when Brian cranson is talking about where he can get this Walt. What's Walter White about? Yeah. He's hunched over. He's not shaven. His clothes are are ratty. Uh, People pick up on that. It's it's Anthony Robbins will tell you. You know, if you're up, and you know, and your gestures, and you're standing up tall, and people will feed off. Yeah,
1: but you know, Murray's point is that you're you're regardless, you're still not responsible for that other other person's mood. That's right. So you shouldn't hold yourself to you know. I would think that you would you would actually feel anxious or or bad about yourself if you believe that you caused someone else to be in a bad mood.
0: Yeah, I mean, so logically, you want to hang around with people who are not, like, droopy, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to go to a psychiatrist. Good morning. What's How did your week go today? <laughs> I mean, you know. Right. You want somebody... <laughs> motivating somebody that you could feed off of until you can do it for yourself exactly um you know he's it's just as simple the the very important next step is don't worry be happy you know (laughs) just let yourself get in a good positive mood and think about some of your basic negative beliefs you know i'm a worrier i'm tough on myself all those one-liners you know uh or, or things that you believe about yourself that you may have heard you can't do that you're stupid you'll never amount to anything you know all that stuff yeah um then there's uh you know setting goals for yourself you know good things don't come easy life is tough life's not a bowl of cherries all this shit you've heard all this time Those are you all know barriers. Don't get your hopes up yeah i mean it's like they're cliches at this point yeah and you know uh uh maybe you're carrying some guilt you know from things you've heard like you don't care about me you'll be the death of me mm-hmm. uh, you know don't worry about anyone but yourself and you don't the world owes you a living and all that stuff yeah yeah um so uh and the ones that that murray had mentioned he he heard that was basically he called uncommon sense um parents saying do you want a spanking well
1: i can't <laughs> no, imagine you'd no. want
0: that i don't think i want you know, that. not today or, yeah don't get smart with me and <laughs> smart is good actually yeah. so kind of stupid <laughs> or shut your mouth and eat and <laughs> That's how do trick? you do that <laughs> uh you know uh if you get your feet uh, cut off by the lawnmower don't run to me <laughs> okay that one i've never heard you can cut yourself with that knife be careful yeah etc yeah Yeah. so there's a lot of shit we've heard and we just take it as if it's you know that's the book well yeah
1: and it goes into your subconscious and then you start believing it as fact
0: yeah and you start spitting it out too yeah not even realizing it sounds stupid
1: yeah you know
0: it's like but my father once told me right Another Dr. Seuss quote, you have brains in your head, you have feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself in any direction you choose. Uh, Another good, good one. one. Very simple, but he yeah. had a way with words. Other people not have way. <laughs> yes Sorry, I still that from Steve Martin. <laughs> yes. So I'll end you with his last tip is to start new habits. Um and you know, most people know that how to start new habits. Um, this would be a good time to start new ones. And your goal is to develop the habit that's that automatically changes negative to positives. Yes, absolutely. And if you change it a few times, it will become a great habit. It becomes you. Yep. And like originally Henry Ford said, and Dwayne Murray says, it believe you can, believe you can't. Either way, you're correct. Yes, absolutely. So the, the thing about uh,
1: developing goals or developing habits uh, that automatically changes the negatives to positives. And this is exactly the thing I've been telling you you know when you're down. I'm like, well, pick up the guitar, start playing something. Um, you know listen to some music, watch a movie you love um, that, that will start changing your your negative mood into a positive one since it is a positive influence in your life, like the guitar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the neurology part in my case that makes it, you know, I mean, you're dealing with, you know, you know, oh, fit better in those jeans or, you yeah. know, it just, you know, so again, I need to get a certain place. But as far as the others go out there who are not involved neurologically, um, you're at that place. Yeah. You're always at that place. It's what you tell yourself. Yeah. Um, So there's another document, his certificate of understanding. Hmm. uh, And that's something that we're going to put up and that you should definitely read. Um, And it's really, you know, some really good uh, tips and lines to tell yourself specifically. And um, so that's, you know, really his, his, his shtick. Yeah. If you will. And, What do you make of this? I mean, he has three fatal conditions. He feels great. That's incredible.
1: I mean, he's 80, 81, something like that.
0: Going to be 80. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, with three serious diseases and not a symptom, not a negative symptom to be found except for, you know, the chemo and the radiation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Except for that at 80. Yeah. Um, I mean, full body too. Yeah. And now about to have his brain zapped.
1: Well, and to have the doctors not understand why he's still around like this. I mean,
0: you know, kind of I mean, shows. you know, they didn't, I don't know if they even knew of UIP back then because they showed scarring 14 years ago. Right. Yeah. So, and he smoked since daily.
1: Yeah. So. Oh, okay. We're not advocating that. Oh, if you think positively, no. you can smoke and drink and do drugs. and all. No, that's not what we're saying. Um, but we are saying saying
0: don't eat fruits and vegetables and salads either. No, that was my other question, which I said I'd cover when we talk with him. But obviously my question was, well, what if you do follow what you do, which we know it would be first. That's the first And then second is to eat the fruits, vegetables. And what if you had? Yeah. And he has an answer for that. We'll hear that. Next show.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I totally believe that the mind has some power over the body. In the sense that if you do think positively, if you do believe certain things, it can affect physically what your body does to a certain degree. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, unless it's you know a, an actual physical ailment, it's not a psychosomatic. Uh, you know, matter of fact, when I started this study, one of the f- you know you meet with the round of doctors who have their own specialties, mm-hmm. but believe it or not, one of this the. Uh, psychiatrist in the neuropsych department Um, one of her um, her specialties was placebo effects oh really Um, so I guess that's to flush out those that you know may not really have you know they got to make sure that you've you qualify for this major type of deal. so yeah it's interesting Um, so it's um, so I mean yeah for the most part you know like this morning I was walking to meet somebody for lunch Mm-hmm. Um and my ankles, my shins, my feet were killing me, mm-hmm. just killing me. I was having trouble walking. Is that my belief system? Can I change our No, Well, no, because I'm I'm sedentary. I'm not yet healthy enough to be as active as I need to. Yeah. I'm doing much better in the mind, but well, although, although I'm not I, quite there yet. I have to say though, uh, this is how some.
1: I guess athletes would get through this. Like if you're running a marathon or something, and you're in pain, your mind can get you through that anyway. Your mind can can block the pain, the physical pain from, uh, from your brain to the sense to to the point where you can get through doing things that are extreme. Uh, for us, in our case, as sedentary as we live, walking down the block could be considered
0: extreme sometimes um yeah i mean when i do flight the stairs now i mean it's like you know give the you know i need an inhaler <laughs> you know used to, i used to, i remember the time that i used to like say to myself but especially going downstairs i was like i was like michael Flatley going downstairs <laughs> it was just like everyone was just i was just like Phew! yeah going up same thing i would skip two i would skip yeah, three yeah. fuck me if i could do one now without just <laughs> Ugh! Yeah. Or when i sit down and get up it's Yeah, you know
1: but i've had i've had little annoying pains every once in a while while out like as stupid as something like a hangnail that just bugs the crap (laughs) out of you and that hurts but you put your mind in a certain place where that doesn't matter anymore and suddenly i don't feel that pain
0: anymore i mean it's a stupid example because that hangnail must be taken care of the point is i can't (laughs) and off this chair so we, i need a nail clipper like with a holster yeah you know i need to find one of those so i can just shop up and you yeah. know because i will not i will fixate yeah now murray will that's something we could bring him because basically his answer to that would just be well stop it because yeah. <laughs> it's that simple he even wanted this you know, this simple plan that I just wrote, you know, he wanted to get it to one page right? to prove it's not, I mean, this guy could, he can write 500 pages on this. Yeah. And most have that do what he does. Right. His philosophy is exactly opposite. The shorter, the better. Yeah. It's as simple as a pimple. Yeah. You know? So, so we wanted to bring that out. It's something to, it's real food for thought. Yeah. Um, we have our shows of course uh bi-monthly now every two weeks so you have some time to think about it you have some time to come out with questions yeah. on you know a lot of these things um, but uh, look as far as i'm concerned you know a big part of me believes that he's lived this kind of life and and it has obviously made an impact yes. i know it's made an impact on his family because it's a huge extended family, mm-hmm. and they're all amazing people, yeah. um, and and they believe in in their dad and their uncle, and, and as yeah. I do. Yeah. You know, you I didn't get any real positive feedback growing up from my parents. He was the guy. Yeah. You know, I consider him that raised me, in, in a sense, to have any self worth. Right. Um, and hadn't had that, I might have given up sooner um so and you know he took me in when i needed to be and and was always there for me and continues to be as, as i am for him but there's a connection yeah uh, that's, that's real special you know
1: no he's a great guy i mean i've i don't think i've ever met him in person but i've known him for years now um yeah. just
0: virtually and it's kind also- of like you know the cool uncle but to another level yeah
1: no he's a great great guy and uh we will have him on in the next
0: show so uh and a lot of the things you're hearing today he did 50 something years ago oh yeah yeah you this know, is guy, you know one of our great minds of this in this field yeah um you know just to sit and have a meeting and and a one-on-one with Hans Selye. Yeah. so yeah so yeah we're gonna have him uh, next show to for a q a so i don't know if you want to cover where they can put up their questions
1: yeah well we'll probably uh you know if you follow us on facebook uh go ahead and send us um questions uh or any comments you want through facebook uh through the unhinged podcast uh group and And, a page uh, page
0: the, the main one but there's a group as well yeah
1: um we will also uh put up um on our website uh you could ask questions directly on the post for this show um and you can also you could tweet us posts if you want that's right uh unhinged pc uh just you know any we we're available many different ways so just find us and uh, send us any questions you have and we'll be sure to ask murray uh on the next show
0: yeah well, and you're you're definitely going to get to to all of them we're hoping so yeah. um or at least most of them so Uh, Yeah, think about it, but get those questions in. Uh, This is a really good time for you to get some things answered. Uh, If it's simple, if it's not simple, whatever. But this is a good opportunity to uh, really get some feedback from somebody that, uncle aside, you really want to get some answers from.
1: Yeah, someone who knows about how to live such a stress-free life that he's actually
0: prolonged his life because of it. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, so so there you have it, and um, uh, we look forward to having him next week or next show, I should say. Pardon me, yep. got to get used to that. Yep. Um, so that will be uh, on the sixth. Um, so you'd get your questions in before the fourth, right, um, uh, For the next month. So.
1: Well, that's powerful stuff from Murray. Uh, we will see you guys on the next show with Murray and answer all your questions
0: take it in soak it up marinate in it and uh, we'll see you next show and have a good next couple of weeks
1: take care everyone that's our show for today we want to thank you for joining us we really appreciate it please follow us on twitter at unhinged pc and like our facebook page at facebook.com unhingedpodcast unhinged podcast also be sure to check out our website if you haven't done so already It's at unhingedpodcast.com. We'll see you all next time.